Okay, let's talk about um, what to do when conversations about sensitive stuff doesn't or don't come up on their own. Like you have kids that don't ask questions. Welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And the episode today comes from the Courage Pillar inside the Evolved Family Method. And the Courage Pillar... Uh, covers all the skills and information you need to be able to start conversations, manage big emotions, um, talk about things that um, don't come up in everyday chats or don't spontaneously arise. And that's why that pillar is so important and useful to uh, focus our learning about this particular question. And I wanted to um, just read a little bit more detail of the question before we go on. I have two boys that are 10 and almost 12, and I try to be open with them, but they haven't really been asking questions. Does that sound familiar? Sounds familiar to me. Um, This person goes on to say that um, during the marriage equality referendum, which was actually six years ago now in Ireland, well, we had a referendum about who was allowed to get married in a civil capacity. Did it have to be a man and a woman or could it be um, couples of all different genders? And um, if you know any Irish history, you will know that that referendum passed. And so we have access to um, civil marriage for people of all different relationship configurations, which is super wonderful, except only if there's two people. So what you may be doing if you have this question too is um, assuming that the conversations you need to have maybe aren't age appropriate because your child isn't asking questions about them. Um, You might be asking other parents in your friendship circle or at the school gate about what they're doing about conversations like this um, and trying to follow their lead. Um, You might be worrying that your kid is not going to have enough information because they're actually getting closer to starting secondary school and you've heard lots of stories about how teenagers pull away from their parents. So there could be lots of things going on if you have a question like this. And you know what? I understand why um, it feels unnatural or there's sort of a lack of information about what to do if conversations aren't coming up in your family because first of all in the mainstream parenting world there's not a lot of focus put on sensitive conversations the advice just is uh, make sure that you are calm and to give them only the information that they're asking for which is super not helpful if you actually realize that um, you need to have more conversations than what they're asking about so it absolutely makes sense that there's this sense of feeling stuck and not sure and a little bit worried about doing it wrong or missing the boat so what i've learned is that um, if parents are asking other parents what they're doing or um googling about what we should be talking about at this particular age or wondering if those sort of topics are age appropriate yet that's a sign of the courageous yet tongue-tied parent effect coming into play which means that we have a mismatch again between what we want for our children you know that we're willing to do something different than what we had growing up and our abilities where the tongue-tied part come in so we're courageous but our skills, our abilities, our information has not yet caught up to our dreams and our hopes for our child. So if you've got the courageous but tongue-tied parent effect happening in your life, you'll probably be feeling a little bit tired because 
it ends up running in the back of our mind like a churning app on our phone that's using lots of battery. Same sort of thing happens to us. We might be tired, maybe a little bit of underlying anxiety and worry. And um, it's okay. It's natural. It doesn't mean you're broken, but it does mean it's a sign that you need additional help. And so here we are. Let's talk about the answer to this question, which I will read to make sure that I've got all the details, what to do when sensitive topics or sensitive stuff doesn't come up in organically in everyday life. Let's do it. Point one, what are your beliefs about conversations that focus on sensitive topics? There will be something or many things probably that you learned when you were growing up about talking about these sort of things. Um, Maybe it's that this information is a little bit dangerous or it's easy to get wrong. And if people get it wrong, then the implications are big. Um, it may not even be a conscious thing you learnt. You might have a memory of someone giving you a book about puberty and um, telling you that, read this book and if you have any questions, let me know. So the learning that you might have got from that was information about this is not spoken about it's read in books and so all these things can impact our ability to start conversations with our own kids about this sort of thing so happening back to um, when you were young and what were some of the experiences you had with conversations about sensitive stuff and it's not about judging or shaming or feeling angry with the adults around you because they were all just doing the best they can but much rather Looking back and saying to yourself with deep kindness, ah, those were the experiences that I had. And I can see now why I find it a little bit difficult to start these conversations on my own because I didn't have a role model and it's okay. And I'm saying to you right now that you could even say to yourself, and Sarah says it's okay because people can learn to do these sort of conversations even if they don't have a role model from, from their past. And people can learn how to do it. It's all good. Um, I mean, I'm even an example of this. When I grow up, um, my parents did an awesome job of caring for me. They had four kids that were most likely ADHD and other related things. And they got us through alive in one piece um, and feeling loved. And at the same time, I was not able to speak up for my own needs um, as a teenager and as an adult in my 20s. And now here I am. You know, so um, it's possible to change what we were given as scripts growing up and to develop confidence and the ability to start talking. Because at the end of the day, whatever our scripts were, and this is still point one, if our scripts were, we don't talk about these things, we are needing to see that and change it into taking responsibility for we actually do talk about things now. This is our job as the adult. Point two. So many kids don't ask questions. So many kids. Um, I'm thinking, I've parented three children to teenage them, and only one of them routinely asked lots and lots of questions. The other two, not so much. And so it's another part of our child's individuality and diversity about whether they are asking questions or not. And that is why we take that responsibility on as an adult. Now think of all the other things that you have taken on responsibility for as you raise your children that they didn't initiate. I'm thinking um, table manners, for example. 
Uh, I have yet to meet a child who asked to be taught how to um, have good table manners. Uh, road safety. We would have been holding on to the hand of our small children, um, teaching them to press the button at the pedestrian crossing be well before they were at the point um, where they maybe ever asked us, well, I'd like to go out with my friends on my own. How do I make sure I keep myself safe on the road? Has anyone ever asked their parent that? I don't think so. And um, well, I haven't heard of it anyway. So if you have a child like that, I would love to hear about it. Um, and so this is just one of those huge numbers of responsibility that we as adults raising children take on um, for the benefit of our child because we know it's going to safe, keep them safe or protected or healthy or happy or whatever it is that we want for our child. Point number three, inside the courage pillar of the evolved family method, uh, we have a set of sentence starters which help us to start conversations about sensitive stuff with children who aren't asking questions. And the anagram for all these sentence starters is soften. So we have a sentence starter for each letter of that word. And I'm going to give you the first one. Uh, we don't have enough time to go into all of them here. Um, S stands for something new. So this sentence starter goes like this. I learned something new today, right? So if you said a sentence like, I learned something new today, and then you tacked on the information at the end. So for example, given we are um, talking about how do you start conversations about sensitive stuff, you could say, I learned something new today. I can't believe it. I was listening to a podcast and um, my new friend, Sarah, was telling me that children uh, as young as six and five and even four can start to have conversations with um, the adults who care for them about things to do with their body and puberty and babies and sex and all that sort of stuff. And those conversations are important because um, it gives kids information to um, learn how to make good choices and keep themselves safe in the future as they grow up and become independent, right? I learned something new today and then say the thing. Now, you could go on and say anything at all after that, but um, one example is to say, I learned something new today. Not all children ask questions about sensitive things, and I realize I didn't know that. And so, you know, most of the years that we've been living together, um, I've been waiting for questions about things, and you haven't asked them, and that's absolutely okay because not everyone asks questions, but now I realize um, that I've made a mistake and I have a bit of a problem. Right, and then that opens opens the channels of communication. There are lots of steps to do after that, but this is the crux of it really, to be able to start a conversation and give yourself permission to open up the lines of communication about sensitive stuff with the child you are raising. And this I Learned Something New Today works with so many different age ranges, but absolutely with um, 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds, because it models to them that you know, adults don't know everything and we are constantly learning. And that is such an important um, truth to model to young people. It makes us more accessible to them. And um, we all want our kids to come to us with important things, right? So you've just learnt what to do when sensitive conversations aren't naturally starting in your family because kids aren't asking questions. Um, but there's more to this, isn't there? It's not just about starting the conversation, it's about knowing what to say. So um, 
it is really useful and grounding and confidence building to have lists of things that you can talk about with children of all ages. There are hundreds and hundreds of conversations that um, are possible in everyday family settings that build um, the foundation of more complex conversations that we have with our children as they grow older. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And if you'd like to learn actually this whole evolved family method um, before I go I want to tell you about this then um, I teach that inside the evolve school and in the next few months I'm opening the evolve school again and if you are interested in that I don't want you to miss out so um, head on over to either the link somewhere around this video or in the show notes of this podcast or go over to the link in my bio and um, put your name down to be um to find out when the Evolve School opens next. And therefore, I can do the rest of the work and you don't have to worry about missing out. See you next time. Bye for now. Oops, I got distracted. <laughs> Started to read my phone. I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm recording a podcast. Back to it. Let's do it though. Let's do it. Um, that's ADHD for you, right? Oh, the joys. I'm looking at my notes, you see. If... No, start again. <laughs>